My 7 Chakras, episode 14. Your heart is your guru. Follow it home. The 7 Chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body, from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. Join Aditya as he embarks on a journey to interview healers, thought leaders, and experts who have dedicated their lives to raising the level of human consciousness. Welcome to My Seven Chakras, and now, your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. So good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, my fellow Chakra listeners. I am electrified to bring you our featured guest today, Kerry Nola. Kerry, are you ready to inspire? I sure am. Awesome. So Kerry is an intuitive psychotherapist, best-selling author, and founder of the Conscious Coaching Academy for Healing Entrepreneurs. She uses a blend of traditional and holistic techniques to create products and experiences that support people in reconnecting with their authentic selves, reclaiming their power, and living the lives they deserve and desire. So, Kerry, I've given our listeners a short intro. So, why don't you take about 40 seconds to introduce yourself? Oh, sure. It's a pleasure to be here, AJ. Thank you again for having me. Yeah, those are all the fancy credentials that you shared. But ultimately, I'm really somebody who, uh, from a very early age, knew that I was on the planet to wake myself up and then to share my own awakening with others as a way to help them come home to the true essence of who they are. And I have over the last 10 years built a very successful uh, psychotherapy and healing center. And in the last couple of years, I've been expanding that to move into more virtual services where I'm helping healers all over the world awaken their own healing gifts so that they can serve their soul mission and purpose on the planet as well. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that marvelous introduction. So here at My Seven Chakras, we believe in the power of Ichinen Sanzen, which is a Buddhist term. And that, that means that there are 3000 worlds, possibilities or outcomes from a single thought. In other words, there is infinite potential in a single thought concept or idea and we usually start our show with an inspirational quote that will get us into a space of uh, awareness learning and compassion so Kerry, what is your favorite inspirational quote and give us an example of how you apply this quote to your everyday life Mm, yes one of my favorite quotes actually came through to me a few weeks ago in meditation and it was your heart is your guru follow it home And to me, the way that I embody this is really to remember that anything, any person, any resource, any experience that I encounter is really just reflecting me back home to the true essence of who I am. And so before I ever follow any external advice or guidance or wisdom, I pause and I breathe and I really check in with my heart to see if if this is in the best interest of my soul and my purpose at any given time before I take inspired action. That's phenomenal. Thanks for reminding us that before taking any decision, whether it's a decision for our business or our careers, think about it. But at the end of the day, look deep within, look into your heart and ask yourself, is this a right decision for me to take? So thanks for that, Kerry. You're welcome. And this is just the perfect thought to ignite the discussion that we're going to have today. 
Kerry, let's just say you're at a health retreat somewhere among the mountains and someone asks you, Kerry, what is the main focus at this point in your life? What would you tell them? Oh, yeah. Right now for me, it's really about practicing, embracing and loving all aspects of myself. I, I think that we've gotten into the habit in our collective consciousness to love the things that appear lovable at first sight, you know, our our savory qualities and ideas and thoughts and behaviors. And what I've come to realize is that it's really our shadow elements that are asking to be brought into the light, to be loved and embraced and accepted as well. So that's really been a significant part of my own focus and personal evolution over the last many years and continues to be as well. Just how can I love and embrace more of me today? Perfect. Thank you for allowing us to get to know you better. So Kerry, My 7 Chakras is all about learning about our chakras. And listeners, for those who don't know what a chakra is, the Sanskrit word chakra literally means a wheel or a disc. Uh, in yoga, meditation or Reiki, this term refers to wheels of energy throughout the body. And there are seven main chakras which are aligned along the spine starting from the base of the spine through to the crown of the head and these swirling chakras contain an invisible energy called prana which is the vital life force that keeps us vibrant healthy and alive so Kerry, could you tell us a little bit about the significance of chakras in your practice absolutely i love the way that you just described that and helped us break it down i feel like when we're in physical form, we forget that we are actually spiritual beings having a physical experience. And so oftentimes our energy body gets left out of healing practices. So for me, I really think of myself and, and all the souls that I encounter in a multidimensional perspective. So we're not just our thoughts. We're not just our bodies. We're not just our feelings or our experiences. We have all of these things playing together. And when we approach healing from an energetic standpoint, we really can bypass some of those surface layers and levels and get to the true manifestation and core of what is out of balance. So I'm always looking at and inviting um, a curiosity about what's happening at the energetic level so that we can get right to the heart of the matter rather than spending so much time at the surface, which I think a lot of more traditional healing modalities tend to get stuck in. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. You know, I simply love asking this question because I get to understand the chakras from so many different angles, so many different viewpoints from our featured guests. So thanks for that. You're welcome. So I know that you're into energy healing. Yes. What do you like most about the practice of energy healing and how has it benefited your life so far? I love how it just really honors the true essence of who we are. It's not prescribed. It's not specific. It's not uh, structured. It's just so organic and natural. And it just allows an unfolding of whatever wants to reveal itself in each moment to, yeah, to happen in a very natural and organic way. You know, I think that as a therapist, I feel like I was trained in all these very prescribed and traditional methods. And what I've learned as I've evolved into a healer is that the difference between therapy and healing is that a therapist relies very specifically on certain methods and a healer leans into the potential that exists in any moment and allows the witnessing of whatever energy is there to show up. And that's to me the gift of energy healing is that the energy tells me 
what it wants and needs rather than me feeling like I have to show up from this ego space and control or prescribe something in particular. I love how you share that it is unfolding. It's natural. And it sort of speaks to the fact that everyone around needs to develop that patience and to have that intention deep within to convert the potential into the results. Because I've heard a lot about the fact that you need to have that intention. And even if you have that expert or that healer working with you, if you don't have that intention deep within, it might not unfold. Yes. Intention is such an important part of the growth process. It's what reminds us that we're always in co-creative power with the divine. And if we give up our part of that relationship and we're not willing to establish those intentions, we can really start feeling like life is happening to us rather than remembering that we're always co-creating through our intentions, whether they be conscious or unconscious. Mm -hmm. So I know that you're the founder of the Conscious Coaching Academy for Healing Entrepreneurs. Could you talk a little bit about this academy and who is this academy for? Absolutely. So I love working with awakening healers that like to simultaneously engage in their own process of wellness and awakening and healing uh, alongside of their clients, that they realize that it's not just about showing up and, and supporting or healing others, but that we can only take others as far and as deep as we've been willing to go within ourselves. And so In the academy, it's really a sacred space for healers to come together and to understand themselves better, their own process of awakening, and then using that energy to be able to support and serve the planet in whatever way they're feeling called to do so. Mm -hmm. So thanks for that. I'm sure there are numerous healers and conscious entrepreneurs around the world who can benefit from this program. So in a way, you're empowering them so that they can make better use of their gifts. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah. I started out working very practically in terms of how to build and grow a healing business. And what I quickly found was that's not really what awakening healers needed. They needed that safe space to be able to be seen and heard with their vulnerabilities, their fears about stepping into this role, because it can be really scary to stand up and to speak out into the world. I'm sure that you've experienced that, AJ, in launching your podcasts and speaking so globally, right? Those fears come up. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so important. And I've heard this a lot, the concept of vulnerability. And to really go out there and show who you are, your true self, your inner self, it's not easy. And the thing is that we all have gifts within ourselves, but it takes one a lot of courage to take that step and to be vulnerable. Because at the end of the day, people can understand that no one is perfect, but we're all on a journey towards our destiny. So thanks for that. You're welcome. Now we're going to go a little deeper here. Let's just say that we have an alternative healing practitioner who wants to begin a journey. And this person wants to remove any roadblocks that might be in the way of their soul's mission to share their healing gifts with the world. What are certain benefits that this person could obtain from your program? Now, I want you to break down these benefits into short term and long term, if possible. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is that we really spend time meeting the parts of us that are afraid. In so many methods of healing and, and personal growth, I feel like we're trying to ignore our fears or to bypass the fears. But for me, the fear is the gateway 
to the evolution or to the outcome or the results that you're looking to achieve. And if you try to grow your soul mission in the world without partnering with your fears, they begin to sabotage things and kind of drive your goals and your intentions off course. So the first thing that we do is really get intimately acquainted with the parts of us that are afraid. We find out what they need, how we can show up for them, and how we can bring them along with us on the journey rather than leaving any parts or aspects of us behind. And in the short term, this really allows us to wake up to telling ourselves the truth. And as we start to do that, we begin to watch these little, you know, pinpricks of light open up and we get clarity and we begin to see what it is that we're on the planet to do. And we begin to align with and attract the people and the circumstances and the resources that we need to allow that to unfold. And then in the long term, that just looks like, you know, this feeling of satisfaction and abundance and the reality that I'm not only, you know, intending to live my dream, but I am in fact allowing myself permission each and every day to birth this into reality. Mm-hmm. Thanks for sharing that. And I like how you mentioned that it's important not to hide your fears, but to really embrace them. And also not to try to do everything yourself, but to ask and to seek help because there are so many people like yourself who have dedicated their lives to helping others. And in such a process, they will avoid reinventing the wheel. And I'm sure they will see those results and be able to share their voice uh, with so many people around the world. Uh, What I also like is that you break down the benefits into short and long term, because I believe for any practice, it makes sense to take a step back and look at the bigger picture instead of just focusing on the immediate uh, benefits. Because as Earl Nightingale, I've heard he said once that we become what we think most of the time. And that is the strangest secret. And that happens not in the short term, more in the long term, right? Yes, for sure. And I think this idea or notion of things being easy or fast, I mean, the reason that things are so difficult is often because our ego resists what is. We we want to be somewhere that we're not yet, and we have a hard time being present with that. So on the one hand, I think this can happen with ease. But on the other, I like to be realistic in in knowing that it's really about being gentle with ourselves each step of the way, even if the results that we are wanting to birth into fruition aren't here yet, how can I meet myself with compassion there to create a cushion uh, to lean on and to soften into the experience? Otherwise, this is a very long and rough road if we're not the ones bringing kindness and compassion to ourselves along the way. So how did you start this coaching academy? In other words, what were you doing before you began this practice? Tell us the story behind that. Sure. So I started out in a a brick and mortar uh, psychotherapy practice, working one-on-one with clients and supporting them in in healing from past trauma and really stepping into their power and their, their passion and their purpose in life. And I found that I adored this work. It was very important to me. And yet my soul was really calling me and kind of pulling me in a direction of working more globally and not so behind closed doors with clients, but really stepping out and sharing with the world my message. In doing this, I just started working locally with healers and supporting them and growing their practices, applying what had worked for me and found that it was working for others. And about two or three years ago, I launched a a virtual program where I began supporting healers with this. And it's naturally just began to grow and evolved and I'm attracting 
all kinds of healers from all over the world who are ready to do this and who knows that that marketing happens from the inside out. It's not just about mastering something outside of ourselves, but it's really about going inward, discovering where our fears and blocks and vulnerabilities are, and then allowing that to naturally align us with what it is that we want to have happen on the outside. Wonderful. I like how you share that you started with local healers, people nearby, and it all began with a single step, maybe a single meeting or a single action. And yet those sequence of events led up to where you are today. So listeners never underestimate the power of a single step. And my question to you listeners is what step are you going to take today? So thanks for that, Kerry. You're welcome. I really like that you're highlighting that, AJ, because it's we often see people once they have manifested into reality what they've been trying to do. And it looks like an overnight success or it looks like, wow, how come they're doing that? And I'm not. But oftentimes we're not talking about the behind the scenes of what we've done to get to that point. And it's absolutely true. I started with one person on my email list one healer that I was supporting, and then it naturally grows from there. So it's okay to start with a grassroots campaign of just helping people that are close to you and, and knowing that the more we make decisions each day that are true to who we are and what we're here to do, the more we attract other opportunities to evolve that over time. Beautiful. Now, I noticed that you have a program that you have called the 22-Day Journey of Intuitive Healing. Firstly, what is the significance of 22? And then if you could tell us a little bit about what happens during those 22 days. Absolutely. So 22 is is one of the the master numbers in numerology. And when I, it just holds a very powerful vibration. It's actually associated with the master builder. So when we think about manifesting or co-creating with the divine energy, the number 22 holds a vibrational frequency of building and and tuning into this co-creative energy. And so I actually completed a spiritual journey of my own. And in that process, I felt inspired to birth this 22 days of intuitive awakening. And it's basically a virtual experience where each day I bring through a meditative transmission that clears uh, the chakras of old and ancient wounding that has disconnected us with the gifts that exist in that energy center and begins to tune in your frequency and upgrades your energy to the space that allows you to really move forward in whatever your best interest is. So I I like to think of myself as really a channel for this experience. It wasn't something that I did from my, from my mind space as much as it really came through me uh, in my heart space. So it's uh, it, it gave beautiful benefits to me as I began to birth it into being. And I've got about, 30 or 40 souls moving through the journey right now. And um, I'm getting some beautiful feedback about how people are just experiencing getting more intimately um, attuned to their own energy patterns and, and what they're here to do. Thanks for that. I believe it was Plato who said numbers are the higher degree of knowledge. It is knowledge itself. Mm. And I strongly believe that using the right numbers or the right combination of numbers can be truly powerful and uh kerry just to share my lucky number is eight. Oh, that has that's the abundance abundance frequency that's what i think of eight as how do you how do you connect with that number 
I see it as a stepping stone to starting something new mm. because I know the significance of seven. You have seven colors, seven days of the week, seven uh, notes in in music, mm. and then when seven represents the end, to me eight represents fresh and new beginning mm. of anything, a venture, a journey, anything like that. Beautiful. Now, Kerry, the alternative healing space is truly amazing. and with the right practice the right mentor and the right intention people have achieved miracles so what is your biggest and most inspiring client success story till date i love that question and and what happens with me and my clients is such a sacred experience that i don't usually share client stories but i would like to share a story of myself as a client if i could sure. because to me that's what i am most tuned into since it was my own experience and and definitely similar journeys with my clients. So for me, I struggled with significant anxiety for most of my life and never really understood exactly where that came from and tried a lot of traditional methods to try to feel better, medication and therapy and reading books and doing programs and all kinds of things. And I would get some temporary relief, but it was never really very significant. And one of the the things that occurred was I had two uh within a 3 week period about 8 years ago there's a number 8 popping up again AJ wow <laughs> i experienced uh the death of of two people that were close to me 3 weeks apart and in this grief my anxiety began to heighten again and i really was just brought to my knees in terms of what what now and what what i discovered in this process was an attunement to reiki energy and moving into some alternative practices and healing spaces and i built a different relationship with my body my energy and my anxiety and what i discovered was that my anxiety was a teacher it was trying to get my attention about different things that that needed my support and once i was willing to meet those parts of myself my anxiety completely shifted and It's not that I am never anxious anymore, but I don't experience it as chronically or as overwhelmingly and when it shows up, I now understand its role in my life and I'm able to be more at peace and feel more empowered in engaging with different symptoms that show up for me whether it be anxiety or or pain or just thought processes that feel like they're getting in my way. So I, yeah, and I love that it's hard to support people with something that we haven't experienced ourselves and that doesn't mean we have to have gone through the same exact story or content or experience but it means that we have our own process of healing and awakening so we understand the vulnerability of receiving support and help and um that's what it really tuned me into asking for help allowing other people to see me at a very uh, vulnerable and kind of broken open time and remembering the courage that it takes my clients when they come to ask me for support as well. So Kerry, I love how you said I am my own client, which means that you're not just sharing the wisdom, you're actually living it and seeing the results and learning more about your own self and that is truly transformational. So thanks for that. Mm, you're welcome. So Kerry, from your experience, what is one highly beneficial health advice or tip that you could share with our audience which can be implemented immediately? For example, one of our recent guests shared that having a cold shower early in the morning is really beneficial for you. So is there a health tip or advice that you could share with us? Mm. The first thing that comes to mind right now is remembering the power of your breath. It's a resource that you always have with you no matter where you are as long as you are living in this physical body. And the breath is our it's our courier of consciousness. It's what 
it signals the body for relaxation. It brings us inward. It takes us back to the present moment. And it's really hard to be anxious if we are living in the present moment. Anxiety is about living in the past or the future. But when we're here right now, we're able to look around and see that even if things are are painful or we have an experience that we're moving through, that we are in fact okay. So bringing consciousness to your breath, starting your day with a deep breath, giving yourself permission to take a deep breath before you make a decision or before you, you know, enact in any kind of behavior, use your breath. And it's something that sounds so simple. People are like, really, that's all I need to do. But it really is that simple. And yet that difficult as we don't give ourselves permission to remember that as a resource. Awesome. Thanks for that reminder. In fact, I love doing yoga. And one of the things that my yoga instructor said uh, during the very first or second session was that if you learn just one thing from yoga, just one thing, it is learn how to breathe. Mm -hmm. So thanks for that. You're welcome. So we're moving on to the next phase of our show, which is all about a major challenge or a learning moment. At My 7 Chakras, we are all about gaining life lessons from the experiences of our guest. And we believe that it's only when we push ourselves beyond our limits that our success becomes meaningful to ourselves and respected by others. So Kerry, tell us about a time when you were faced by a major challenge or barrier Take us to that moment and tell us what were you feeling at that instance and then how did you approach that particular challenge? Yeah, so I'd like to take you back to a, something that I was sharing before as me as my own client and that was this grief journey and I'll be a little bit more specific. So about eight years ago, a, a friend of mine was murdered and it was that moment that really began my, it was the catalyst for my own spiritual awakening. Because up until that point, I certainly had different things that I experienced. and But that really, it just brought me to questioning what is going on in humanity. And I found myself struggling to understand why this kind of thing happens. And it was very scary for me to know that these kinds of energies are in the world. And in a meditation, my uh, friend who was killed came to me and she said, Carrie, it's not what it looks like. It appears as though I'm a victim of somebody else's decision, but yet I want you to know that this was part of my life path that I chose. And this soul agreed to play this role to assist me in my own ascension and, and evolution. And as a result, all of you who are left behind in physical form have the opportunity to decide how you're going to view this experience and how you're going to use my death as either a catalyst for your growth or your, you know, continued, yeah, self-destruction, really. And I, I found myself at this crossroads at that moment of how am I going to view human experiences from the truth of their spiritual perspective? And I began to not look at myself as a victim of this experience, but realizing that at some level, my soul invited this so that I could awaken. And it's really hard to awaken without catalysts. We don't awaken when our day-to-day life is going you know, according to the status quo. If you talk to anyone that's experienced some major personal growth, it was a moment of darkness and pain and grief that usually shook them up enough to question life, to question themselves, to question their ideas and beliefs. And that allows them to really step more fully and completely into who they are 
and to see the world from a more accurate perspective. Because I think we're we're often very confused about why uh, why things happen and what our role is in in them. So looking back now, what is that one major life lesson you would want our listeners to take away from your story? It would be consider the possibility that the things that you have thought were victimizing you may not have been. When we buy into the illusion that we are a victim of any of our experiences, we give away our power. And without our power, we can't birth the full essence of who we are on the planet to be because victim energy does not allow for that to happen. So when we talk about the chakra system, when we buy into the the illusion that we're a victim, it affects our energy centers, all of them, but primarily it affects our solar plexus and our ability to stand in right relationship with our power and with the essence of who we are. And once that gets out of alignment, we begin to experience physical symptoms. We begin to experience disease and and illness and all these manifestations of our energy being out of alignment because we're, we're believing a story that isn't actually true. So first off, thank you for sharing your precious life lessons with us and allowing us to learn from your experiences. You're welcome. I know it's so hard to go back in time when faced with a fierce roadblock or a challenge. Uh, But we believe that uh, we can learn so much from our experiences and circumstances and bloom just like a lotus does in a marshy or a dirty pond. Yes. So, Kerry, now that we've heard about a time when you faced that barrier or that challenge, we're now going to move on to the next portion of our show, which is all about finding the reason we've been placed on this earth. We're going to talk about finding your true calling or your purpose. So, my fellow listeners, when you find your calling, it's a different feeling of happiness, empowerment and fulfillment. And you'll realize that you've been training for your calling since the moment you were born. And just when you need it the most, the right people will show up with just the right tools you'll need to support you on your journey. Haven't found your calling yet? You're not alone. Just hang in there because you never know when you will have your big aha moment, the clouds will part and the angels will sing. So my question to you, Kerry, is have you found your calling? If yes, what is your calling? Yes, I love this question. I uh, find and forget my calling many moments throughout many days. I, I don't think, for me, it's not about finding it and then holding it. I think in human form, we remember and we forget and we fall asleep and we wake up and there's these back and forth patterns. So that's very much what it's been to me. I feel like from a very young age, if anybody asked me what I wanted to do, I, I always said something along the lines of helping people, but I never knew exactly how that would manifest or, or what that would look like in physical form form. So yes, I think ultimately I am aware at some level of my calling and I feel that it's continuing to reveal itself to me in the way that the divine wants me to express that in physical reality. And for me, my calling really feels connected to shining light in the dark spaces, uh, inviting people back home to themselves and to their deepest truths. Um, kind of breaking free from the illusion of what we feel to be true here in physical form and what is actually true from our divine essence. And so all of my work, uh, whether I'm working individually uh, with clients or with healers or whether I'm writing or speaking or teaching, I feel like there's, there's something about the energy of truth versus illusion and really being able to dance in those energies and to, to wake up the truth and bring light to the truth 
that is asking for our attention. So from the Buddhist term I shared earlier, life is about magical moments and that is something that you shared as well. What is the last magical moment that you had that you can share with us about finding your calling beyond which you could confidently say that this is what you were meant to do. So let's go back in time and let's hear that little story. I love that you said magical moments because again, I have hundreds of experiences where I woke up to my calling and I, and I remembered one that's coming to mind right now is recently after completing this 27-day journey of healing and balancing that I was on. Towards the end, I woke up one day and I just heard in meditation you are to create this 22-day journey. Um, and I was like, what? What is that? I don't know what that is. And so I, I just wrote down the word 22-day journey. And they said, you know, my guides basically said, you'll, you'll get more information. Just trust and, and allow. And so each morning I would wake up and I would, you know, ask for some support about this. And it was so powerful because that's what I think your calling isn't something that comes from your head. It's not something that you wake up and your ego is like, oh, I have to do this. And when I know that I'm in touch with my calling versus my ego is how I feel in my body. So my calling is a flow. Things happen easily and effortlessly and not necessarily easily always, um, but it, there's a flow to it. And when my ego is running the show, trying to convince me that it's my calling, that feels a lot, there's a lot more resistance energy there. I run into more roadblocks, the resources don't line up, it's a lot more difficult. So I think that's interesting, those magical moments where we are in flow and things are showing up and we're getting the green lights. To me, those are the magical moments that really let me know that I am in fact allowing my call to, to pull me and move in that direction. Kerry, there's so much inspiration filled in that magnificent moment that you had. All right, Kerry, like all things come to an end, we have now reached the final round, the wisdom round, where I will ask you a series of questions and you will respond with nuggets of wisdom, just like in a rapid fire round. And during our, uh, this round, our listeners will get to listen to Nuggets of Wisdom, get inspired and obtain actionable steps that they can take right away. So, Kerry, are you ready? Yes. Awesome. So, what is the best advice that you've ever received? A quote's coming to mind, and I don't know who said it. It's, it's not me. Be yourself. Everybody else is taken. And... I just love that. It seems so simple and obvious, but yet I, I find myself at times trying to uh, decide who other people need me to be or, or looking at other people who have this perceived success and, and find myself trying to mimic different things. And so I, I like to bring myself back to that, those words of wisdom, be yourself. Everybody else is already taken because that's why we're here is to be the unique expression of who we are. And and I think it's a beautiful reminder. I always feel more empowered and secure and peaceful when I'm living from that space. Mm -hmm. Thanks for that. At My 7 Chakras, we strongly believe that great habits can dramatically enhance the quality of your life. So if you had to recommend a personal habit that contributes to your well-being, what would it be? This may surprise you. It's get in the habit of giving yourself permission to change your mind. I think we have begun to misuse our mind where we make a decision and we believe that we have to stay committed and persistent and follow through. But yet the spirit and the soul is, is ever evolving. So, so we make a decision today that, that may have been exactly 
what was right for us today, but tomorrow we may have a different feeling about that decision. And I have begun to get in the habit of giving myself permission to change my mind in a way that honors the truth that I discover in myself every single moment. And it has brought so much peace on the one hand. It is stressful for the parts of me that uh, feel guilty um, or that I'm letting other people down. But for example, AJ, we scheduled our time together today a while ago, right? And if today I still, I, I was not feeling as excited to be with you here than I did when we initially scheduled it, I would have emailed you and said, you know, AJ, thank you so much. I woke up today and I am not feeling the same call to, to be in this space with you. So I'm not going to do it because I care so much about myself and our relationship that I only say yes to things that I can fully and completely show up for with the wholeness of who I am. And so those are some uncomfortable conversations, but yet Mm -hmm. I feel like it has really allowed me to achieve a, a new level of intimacy with myself and with my relationships when I get in the habit of, of telling the truth. Wonderful. So, Kerry, uh, could you describe the first two hours of your day? What is your morning ritual? Yes. The first two hours of my day are generally very peaceful. I don't have a ritual that I do the same exact way every day because I wake up and my body and my mind and soul want to be honored in different ways. But I generally don't schedule anything that I have to be awake and present for during the first two hours of my day. So it's usually very um, organic. I usually drink some hot water with lemon or my herbal tea. I usually do some stretching or listening to music or meditation or working with one of my mantras. Sometimes I do some writing. Um, other times I might connect with a with a friend, just voice to voice, heart to heart, you know, having a, a conversation on the phone. So these are just, uh, you know, some different ways that, that speak to me, but for sure, I do not schedule anything that I need to be present for in the first two hours of my day. That is my downtime. It's, it calibrates my energy. That's going to help me uh, launch from and be present for the rest of my day. Now we know that reading books can be transformational. So if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? Oh, there's so many good ones. Which one is coming up right now? You know, Byron Katie is coming. Her energy is coming up right now. So Byron Katie has a couple books, but one in particular is, Is That True? Uh, I think this is the name of the book. How to Stop Seeking Love, Appreciation, and Approval and Start Getting Them Instead. I think the name of the book is, Is That True? But her name is Byron Katie. She is a beautiful spiritual teacher who really helps us. It's interesting because her work is more from the practical, you know, headspace. But yet, if we engage in her process called The Work, which she offers in this book, it aligns our energy centers and our chakras because we're present with our truth and our power and our voice and all of those things, as we know, affect our energy centers. So check out Byron Katie. She's a beautiful soul who's been very impactful as a mentor on my journey of awakening. And uh, I think it's a great resource. Thanks for that. Now, Chakra Healers, you can find links to all the resources that we discuss about in the show notes. So Kelly, I've truly enjoyed learning from the magical moments that you had over the years and the stories you shared were epic. So before you go, tell us one thing that you're really grateful for today 
Tell us the best way we can find you and then we'll say goodbye. Absolutely. Oh, I'm just grateful to have been able to be in this space together. We're, we're a world apart. I believe you're in India. Is that right, AJ? Oh, actually, I'm in Vancouver, British Columbia right now. Oh, okay. Wonderful. Well, we're still worlds away. I'm in, uh, I'm in Central Florida oh, okay. here in the U.S. So I, I just feel grateful that although there is physical distance, we've been able to connect and, and also connect with your listeners from all over the world. I think these heartfelt conversations and connection that take us below the surface of what we often talk about in our day to day um, just feels like a blessing. So thank you. And I would love to connect with your community of listeners. I um, actually created a chakra activation meditation for you all. So if you feel, (laughs) yes, I I channeled it through yesterday and I I really felt led to to share that. So you can come on over to carrynola.com slash chakra meditation. If you would like to grab that download, I'd be honored to, to share that with you. Sure. I'll have that link up in the show notes as well. Perfect. So, Kerry, thank you for coming on our show today and healing us with your wonderful stories. I hope our paths cross again sometime really soon. You have a wonderful week ahead filled with love, inspiration, and beautiful Florida sunshine. Thank you so much. I received that. It's wonderful. Take good care. You are listening to My 7 Chakras. Go to mysevenchakras.com. Download your free gift, get inspired, and take action. Transform your life today.